when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It's January 13th, 2022. Uh, it is January 13th. It's Friday the 13th. Oh, shit. And it's also 2023. Know. <gasps> no! <Damn>. Caught you, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> it's Friday the 13th, 2023. You are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 534. I'm your host, Rob Zachney, and I'm joined by Ricardo Contreras. Hello. Patrick Klepper. What am I going to watch tonight? Friday the 13th is a horror night. I'm going to have to do this some thought. And we're not a price. Howdy. So, Patrick, if, if memory serves, we had intended an entire holiday podcast segment, perhaps after the break, where we addressed listener-submitted Game of the Year categories. But then mm-hmm. our main concept for the show ended up going for four hours. <laughs> and it was very good, though. It was an, it was it was. an awesome podcast. I, I could, not, could not have it. It's very funny, though. I was... Uh, I think I on a previous podcast, shout out the previous to the slash film cast, now the film cast, um, as being where I had heard of that format and it adopted it for us and then heard from one of their co uh co hosts, uh Davinja Hardwar, and it was like, Hey, oh, it was really cool. He Davinja listens to our podcast and uh it was like it's really cool that you adopted the format. Yeah, we got rid of waiting until the end for someone to talk because it seemed to make the podcast really long. And I was like, oh, you don't say <laughs> it, it, it did that for us. But it was it was a really good podcast. We got a lot of good feedback from people about it. So we did have to cut, uh, as you mentioned, these uh, the user submitted game of the year categories that we had intended to uh, to do towards the end there. So. You know, then we said, well, it'll be our first show back. You know, we'll <laughs> stay in the holiday mode. Uh, you know, we when we kick off the new year, we'll resume Ooh. with the listener submitted game of the year stuff. Uh, other stuff happened. So we had to put it off. But now, but now we are we are getting around to it. And Patrick, do you want to do you want to lead us off uh, with with this uh, with this? Maybe list what of we should. You categories? know what? I didn't think I, I, this is this is me just thinking of it now. But okay. maybe what we huh. should do is uh, I pasted to you the categories I uh, had picked from the the users. Um, maybe I will pick one, and then we'll just do the same thing. Everyone can pick a category. It's like a little present that you get to deliver from this list to to everyone else. So uh, no, what? No, I won't start, Rob. You were sick. You're still sick. You had a migraine last night. Oof. You you pick a category for us. Where where are we where are we starting? Oh wow. Uh, so I guess I would start with. Oh, where where is it now? Oh, game you most wish you'd enjoyed more as a fan instead of a reporter, critic, podcaster, etc. 
Yeah, this is an interesting category because I think for like uh Ren, you're still relatively new to like this breaking how you play games or enjoy enjoy games. Um but it is something that happens over time where you it this job changes how you play or even how much time you dedicate to games um in a way that can be uh unfortunate sometimes. Yeah, I guess I would so th- this is part of like the, the ongoing I wish for me, like the 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 game that I'm like, I wish I had just been able to have regular normie time with this game. And I, and by that, I mean, like, just not have a deadline that's coming up and not have like insert compressed time from like. I wish I had just like been given Midnight Suns to play. I was going to get I knew I knew you were going to say that <laughs> I knew that that and was going to be my guess for you. Then like just see what you think of it, mm-hmm. uh, because the funny thing is like yeah we're like it it's very foreseeable Patrick because like the thing is we got we got that game and they gave us decent lead time mm-hmm. with it if you were going to be like crunching out a like all hands on deck like I am reviewing this and this is all I am doing type stuff but like playing at a more normal pace. The thing about like Midnight Suns is that it's got a long on ramp uh, to the point where you might think that on ramp is the game uh, mm. and it continues to sort of evolve and change what's going on. And I think the, the other thing is, is that and I think this is like broader beyond Midnight Suns. I am more appreciative now of i guess we call like lean back games right like games where it is a little bit more you know there are there are more tense moments there are more challenging moments but it's also a lot of you can be pretty passive here you just hang out like push a little character around like fun things will happen it's chill and i'm not sure like the review window lends itself to games like that super well because you just like want to cut through that right it's like a lot of okay like what what's all this filler i need to get, need to advance the story it's, it's why I, the I, plot. I, I can't remember what i i think it was when i was talking about god of war and i was trying to estimate how far i was into it and something you do as a as like a reviewer is sometimes you'll grasp onto a collectible that is like coming up pretty frequently that gives you like a broad sense of how far you might be into a game and that's just not what the average person is doing when they're playing a game is desperately wondering is it 15 hours or is it 25 hours that i have left in front of me based on how many odin's ravens i have tossed an axe at yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of where where i was at because it was like in terms of like plot stuff that's happening it feels like the stakes are going up and up but then it's like still introducing like new mechanics to you and now you know i'm like also your uh, opinion seemed to change on that game between the piece that you wrote which was sort of a I don't know, for lack of a better term, review in progress sort of thing. Like you hadn't quote unquote finished it. But I felt like reading that you came out of it a little more lukewarm than where you arrived at it by the time we did your top 10. I think, you know, the funny thing is like, I'm happy with the review in terms of like its description of the game and like where it, where it leaves things off. I think what I underestimated is how much I was going to end up enjoying the things that it was good at. Like <laughs> you answered your own question that you posed to the audience. <laughs> it, it it was like, I was like, well, I don't like Marvel shit that much. 
And I was like, but maybe I do. <laughs> and like, may, maybe it turns out a really like clever video game adaptation of like the vibe of the Disney Plus era of the MCU. Maybe mm-hmm. an adaptation of that uh, is is just what the doctor ordered. And so that's, that's like one thing that considerably like sort of changed my view was once I stopped kind of being like, man, like I'm spending like the big question was like, man, I'm spending a lot of time hanging out with these fucking teenagers. Do I need to get like, to the next mission? Kind of Am I just <laughs> right? And then I'm like, oh, I can't wait to like go do book club with these weird guys. I love it. <laughs> I like, like I started slowly. Blade, down. I think you, sh- I think you should keep hitting on Miss Marvel. I think, I think she's into you. I, you know what? It's cool. It's oh there's there's so many good little bits later, like. There is a bit later where um so you remember in that in that part where uh like Captain America crashes the book club that is entirely mm-hmm. about letting Blade talk to Miss Mar uh to Captain mm-hmm. Marvel. Um later oh, yeah, yeah yeah I Blade don't hit on Miss Marvel she's too young sorry I confused don't confuse my Marvel character yeah. Captain Marvel <laughs> later well to be Captain fair. America hang on but like later Captain America takes you aside and it's like hey. I've got this weird like feeling that like book club isn't really about book club. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. Interesting. <laughs> and he's like, it kind of feels like the whole thing is about like Blade wanting to be friends with me. <laughs> and he's like, how do I like, how do I let him know that it's, it's cool. Like if he wants to be best pals, I think the world of him too. And we should hang out more. We don't need a book club to do it. And it's like, it is so perfect. It's like shit like that is like a big part of the joy of that game. The The other part is like the card game takes a lot, like a long time to develop what's interesting about it. It does get there. Like in terms mm-hmm. of like the card crafting tier, the card upgrading path, how you get these things into your system where you can create them and like customize what the characters are bringing to the battle it is there is a lot happening there and you cannot even like scratch the surface surface of it before like 20 hours like this mm. is the other weird thing is like midnight Sun, like we joke about like what people say about like jrpgs right well it really gets good after like 30 hours <laughs> midnight sounds kind of like unironically is that game where it's like it's okay mm, mm. and then it starts getting like way more interesting after you put like a full game's length of time into it <laughs> and like <laughs> and I think that would have like like and I wish basically I just like not even had to like think about like working out an opinion on it for like three mm-hmm. months, four months. Yeah. Uh for for me, uh I, I it's I think it has to be fairly obvious, even though I ended up finishing the game, it, it's Elden Ring, because I had to invent a piece of content that allowed <laughs> me to fin- 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 finish it in a nor- more normal fashion. I mean, that was a game where I played a full soul's worth of game. You know, I played 45, 50 hours and then just, you know, I get two hours a night between Monday and Thursday and sometimes on Sunday to to play a game and to, like, keep up with the podcast, coming up with things to write about and report about. Like that time, you know, usually gets kind of shuffled elsewhere and eventually Elden Ring as much as I. And also was a it was also the case that that game. Uh, I sort of gotten bored of the build that I was playing. Um, and so I was really appreciative that I was able to find a way to get to the other side of, of both those things. But um, 
that is a game that I don't know how much this would be solved if I didn't have this job. But the thing that I don't like, I don't have time to like connect with my friends and like play co-op with them. Like some of that circumstance, it's like separate from my role as a, as a parent where that impacts my, my free time. But, um, and so maybe like, almost for me, like it's, it's often when I think about this question, it's less about what my job is as much as if my kids didn't exist, what are games, right? Like, I think I'd be really into destiny. I think I'd be playing it a lot and I would have a group (laughs) and that would be cool. That life doesn't, or if it existed, it would exist at the expense of everything else that I would want like have time to play. And so those are the sort of things that um, part of it is because I've just done this job for so long. I cannot separate uh, like the two things anymore. They're just they're so ingrained, which is why it's always been interesting to talk to someone like I think I don't think I am uh, uh, disclosing anything inappropriate. When Austin told me after he played Midnight Suns, it was the first game that he was so pissed he wasn't on a podcast in a long time like it wasn't Elden Ring it was Midnight Suns because he's just like there's just so many things going on in this game that I want to talk about um which I feel like is something you arrived at as well Rob even if it took a little bit longer to get there but for me it was 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 an Elden Ring it was it was that was a game that I wish I could have kind of luxuriated in um in a way that uh my job and my personal life don't don't really allow me to as much anybody else you do not have to have an answer for a category if you if one does not come to you Sorry, what did you say, Ren? The Kato Yugo. Um, that's hard because, like, uh, well, I mean, it's really the answer is the games I didn't get to, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, uh, like the timing on Min, like I really wanted to check out Midnight Suns, but the timing on Midnight Suns coming out right before, like, uh, what was it, like a week or? a week and a half before Pokemon yep. and then being like, I'm not going to finish it in that week and a half. So I'm not going to spend the money to do that. <laughs> right. Like, because, I, um, like where I can like drop a like full size games of worth of money is kind of very, you know, limited throughout the year. So it's like gotta be a big one. Um, but like, um, yeah, the, the other one I'm thinking it's, it's like, longer games that somebody else is already gonna like be talking about on the podcast that i wish i could play like uh um chaos gate i was also really interested in um but again another timing Mm -hmm. issue of just like it did it's mostly like timing issues of like there's something else i'm already also gonna play but so somebody else is covering this it's like all around the structure of the podcast and being like we should have multiple things to talk about sometimes Mm -hmm. instead of like of more people talking about one thing. Um, so it's not one specific thing. It's more like the things that could have, that, that could have been, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the alternate, the alternate Kados that could have existed. <laughs> Every, you know, just everything, everywhere, all at once. Kato. Right. Uh, yeah. Just desperately. There's a, there's a world where you have hot dog hands and also you had more time for Marvel's midnight Suns. <laughs> hot dog fingers. I'm sorry. I, I should, should be more specific. This one's a really hard one for me because I, one, Patrick is right, I am new to the job, uh, but two, uh, even before I started doing this professionally, I did kind of approach games from the same perspective that I approach them from now, which is I play things if I find them interesting and think I could derive interesting thoughts from them. 
Uh, and so it's kind of I've I've been pretty consistent with that since I was like you were you were 50. corrupted at an earlier age by just <laughs> personality type. I mean, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I was I was I was listening to Waypoint Radio at age sixteen. Yeah. And we should like, be allowed. It should be some sort of that's the parenting failure of age gate age gate. This podcast you might you might you might <laughs> you, it, might, you might be interested in re- 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 rhetoric about video game discourse, and one should not do that until they're eighteen. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I have the I have the exact correct kind of autism to be the specific person who I've grown into, uh, and so honestly, I don't I don't even know what. That's I fair. Don't, I don't know what playing games not as a critic looks like because I don't I don't have that part of my brain because I never developed it, uh, or I developed away from it at such a young age that I haven't been able to like ever return. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. honestly, I'm fine with that. I like this. I like I like I like that part. <laughs> yeah, hey, if you if you find it sad, you know, more more power to you. Um well, if if you're the most corrupted uh of us then uh or or least corrupt I don't, hmm. uh Ren, please kick please pick a category. Mm. I I like this one a lot. Uh what is your game of the year purely by osmosis? Uh this mm. is the game that you heard enough people or even your co-host talk about that you think, "Damn, now that's a game, but I'm never gonna fucking play it. This is this is a very good question that I've been pondering for like several minutes. Honestly, it it may be Midnight Suns, a game I have absolutely no fucking interest in playing for even a second. But I hear Rob <laughs> talk about it, and I go, I do love a game about guys hanging out, and I'm so glad that those guys did hang out. And honestly, I love some, I love when Rob is like, yeah, my, my little buddies, they've been chatting. And I go, yeah, nice, cool. It's like hearing someone else describe Fire Emblem to you. And you're like, nice, yeah, good. <laughs> how about, how about uh, you, Kyle? Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Oh, uh, uh, Kyle, did you have one? Yeah, actually, I think um, hard, 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 hard Space Shipbreaker like in a different world made it onto my list because I played more of it, but like sound like everything I've heard about it and like the small bits I did touch it was like, yeah, this game sounds cool as hell. I just never got around to it, but I didn't get around to Norco. It's clearly Norco like that. Like, uh, Rob, you gotta play Norco. Gotta yeah. Play Norco. Yeah, I think you'd quite like it. It's a good, it's a good steam deck game. That's how, that's how I played it. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah. It has, it, I, I believe it now has proper controller support. I played it before it had that with just the, the track pads, but I played the majority of that game laying down in my oldest room while they alternated puking in a bucket from a stomach bug over the course of a, a couple of oh, days. You said- and somehow, <laughs> Somehow that fit the vibe. Um, like that, that that world is very sick, uh, uh, but filled with good people. Uh, so was the room that I was uh, sitting in while, while my kid got over a virus. You said you said eldest's room, and my brain heard oldest room. Like you have a single room that is like the oldest house from Control. <laughs> <laughs> the entire house down. has grown from the oldest room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how Patrick. they built this house. They just had one room, and then sometimes when you come home, there's a new one. Not many people know this. Patrick actually lives in the house from House of Leaves. Um, <laughs> and it, give him a couple weeks, and he's going to be riding a bike down the longest tunnel you've ever seen. A book that sits on my shelf, sent to me by a fan years and years ago, I think when I was at Giant Bomb, being like, you would love this book. And I, Every time I read about it, I go, I think I would. And I've just never sat down to do it. One day I would love to, to read it. 
Um, for me, the, this this category is is pretty easy. Like I, I like how Dwarf Fortress has replaced Eve Online mm. as the game I have zero interest in playing, but will gladly sit and listen to stories of others tell me about what what has happened to them. The difference being, Eve Online was a lot of reading threads of other people and or or being a reporter and like trying to coalesce those stories and communicate them to a wider audience uh with dwarf fortress it's 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 like my friends and colleagues having those experiences and then sharing it you know here or on twitter or or in other places and that is that is delightful it doesn't get me any closer to playing it i'll I'll put i'll never put a single minute into into that game but i i will absolutely spend dozens of hours over time listening to others and if, and if you're listening to this podcast, Kato, is this correct? Is the thing I'm about to say correct? If you listen to this podcast the, the millisecond it comes out, you may mm-hmm. be able to catch Kato and I streaming it Yeah, on twitch.tv slash waypoint. If we'll you be halfway through the stream, probably. You gotta, be, you gotta be really on your shit yes, if you want to get this one. pause this and then go yeah. watch and then come hey, back. Hey, You'll be fine. Hey, <laughs> I'll talk to you in a... Hey, bud, I'll talk to you in a sec. Come on in. <laughs> Uh, Kato, why don't you pick a category? Uh, let's see. I could, I could pick one of the, I could pick one of the Marvel Snap ones, but I feel like that's silly. (laughs) (laughs) You can do it. Go with your heart, Kato. No one can stop you. Well, well, I mean, I have an answer to this one. Best pool one card in Marvel Snap. It's Heimdall, obviously, because I love my move deck and it always tricks people. Do you have an answer for this, Rob? The other person who played Marvel Snap? Mm. I don't know. Did I play enough of it? Well, pool one is the first 46 cards that yeah. you that you get. Okay, the first 46. Not my starter deck. No, okay. but like the starter deck plus... Where do I see... The, okay, hang on. Pool Here, one. Here's a, here's a list. Here's a list. I got one. Okay. Boop. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh oh boy. Um Oh wait, 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 wait. Okay, so best, I don't know. What did but the most havoc reeked with Devil <laughs> Dinosaur. Like the minute I dropped Devil Dinosaur and yeah. built a, it built a deck around Devil Dinosaur, all hell broke loose. <laughs> what it was Can the two of you explain maybe like why Heimdall and Devil yeah. Dinosaur are interesting like if not for winning category, for winning a match, why why you delighted in them so much? They both kind of do, uh, depending on how you play them, they both kind of do a sort of like last last minute like whoop turn. You can like really bait people into thinking you're not doing you're you're like really low in a in a location because it's like lane based, right? There's three lanes, mm-hmm. so like Heimdall moves everything one to the left. Uh, so like people will build and kind of like understand like how much power you've placed in a single zone, and then if you could just on the last turn, no, I'm over here now. Um, add to that, it, there's a bunch of is everything on the left of, move to the other side, or is it only as far it, it, as the left just as, as far go. the gotcha. to the left as you can go? But there's also add to that a bunch of cards in different pools that all have like when this thing moves locations you it gets plus power depending on how many other enemies are there or how many of your cards are there or it multiplies itself when you move and stuff so like it's just like a really fun like 
you think you've gotten me. And usually this works out because of the snap mechanic, right? Like the mechanic where you're grinding up through levels in order to like get higher and higher, um, like rank, uh, the like, like betting system, basically you can like make someone be like, Oh yeah, I've got this person. And like <clears throat> bet, like bet back, which means you're at the maximum amount of like, uh, cubes that you're going to get for that game. And then you boom, just like totally trick them. And, um, I don't know if you play Devil Dinosaur similarly, but there, that's one like mode of playing it is where like Devil Dinosaur can like you wait to expand your hand until the last turn, and the Devil Dinosaur grows a lot at the end. But it can also just be like you know ridiculous amounts of cards in your hand to like make it <laughs> big from the get go. Yeah, so for me it was. Um... The, like the thing that really worked out with Devil Dinosaur for me was I like deployed a lot of cards. So Devil Dinosaur, uh, like is a cost five card, starts at power three, but for every card in your hand, Devil Dinosaur gains two power. And so I had a lot of cards where I would either get like I would basically draw from my opponent's deck. Uh, or I would have cards that would double, like I would keep Sentinel around, which is a 2-3 card, but if you play Sentinel, uh, you add another Sentinel to your hand, uh, which isn't so useful if, like, there's not really a point in playing, like, tons of Sentinels, really, but there's a ton of point in, like, having a card that just, like, continues to expand your hand size. So Devil Dinosaur can just, like, when you deploy him now, after a full game of just, like, accruing cards, uh, just becomes the most ridiculously overpowered card like in in the game uh where it's like oh that's like cute you're still playing hulk that doesn't matter <laughs> uh devil dinosaur will fuck will fuck hulk up yeah uh so that that's kind of that's kind of what is going on with that card uh and is a lot of fun sorry i just need to make sure i feel like i've been mishearing you this entire time i've been saying devil dinosaur yes mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. D- i thought you were saying double dinosaur and i've been spending <laughs> minutes trying to form the double dinosaur in my mind i mean that might exist in the marvel continuity like there's been a lot of comics i i've been read i have not heard of devil dinosaur uh and i just want to read from the early years of dinosaur world uh from the devil dinosaur wikipedia page um the young devil dinosaur was nearly burned to death by a tribe of killer folk hostile native beings to his planet but was rescued by Moonboy, a young member of a rival tribe, the Small Folk. Exposed to the Killer Folk's fire, activated a mutation in the dinosaur, which gave him powers greater than others of his species and turned his skin from olive green to flame red. Devil's early adventures on his homeworld included encounters with extraterrestrials and a brief teleportation to modern-day Earth. Later, Godzilla rampages through the Marvel Universe in an attempt to stop the monster. S.H.I.E.L.D. shrinks Godzilla with pimp particles and attempts to teleport him via time machine to the prehistoric past. However, Godzilla's radiation apparently distorts the time machine, so he is transported to an alternate universe of Dinosaur World instead. While there, he briefly unites with Moon Boy and Devil against a common foe before being pulled back to the main Marvel continuity. Fucking love comic books. Like, that <laughs> early years of Devil Dinosaur, yeah. Godzilla rap, like, just... Incredible! So, oh, this is the, this is the new ongoing yes. series Moon I was Girl reading about Moon Girl, uh, which They're, looks delightful. Which this this cover, by the way, which is Devil Dinosaur and Moon Girl ice skating together, 
uh, <laughs> while Devil Dinosaur is wearing a, a, a toque with a, a fuzzy ball at the top and a beautiful <laughs> little scarf. This accurately depicts their relationship in Marvel Snap. Just Wait, by really? Uh, Please tell me is, mechanically how it works. Uh, Moon Girl, like, I think copies your hand, right? Or Yes, it copies everything in your hand. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, so if you have yeah if you have three <laughs> cards in your hand after you play moon girl now you have you, now you have six cards in your hand and then if you play devil dinosaur you get plus two for all yes. of those cards mm-hmm. do you also get two devil dinosaurs if you have devil dinosaur in your hand and you oh, play moon shit. girl yeah it's yep. been known to happen <laughs> um so Fair yeah enough. it gets uh yeah so like this is they they are they are friends like this in the game as well yeah yeah they're good this rules. I will just, by the way, just aside, going back to the uh, Marvel world and Midnight Suns for one second. Midnight Suns also brought me around on like, I don't know enough about this uh, Doctor Strange character, but I would yeah. like to know more. Oh yeah, like, going back, going into I'm the like, archives. This guy, this guy rules. I <laughs> love him. Uh, this guy's way more fun than the Benedict Cumberbatch uh, yeah. version of the character. You can say yeah. that about any Benedict Cumberbatch character. Um, that's fair, I guess. This guy's but way like, cooler than the Benedict Cumberbatch version. Strange comics, strange is is definitely less of a you know, piece of white bread than, <laughs> than Benedict's depiction makes him seem. Yeah. Um, he's like is he he's like, an, is he more of an asshole and like less affable? Like no, he's super. He's affable. What he MCU. is is he's vaudeville. He's yeah, like remember Jake Solomon brought this up theater. where there's like a carny tradition behind yes. him as well. Like he's a powerful magician, but also there's a little bit of like the mentalist. Yeah, he says things like the hoary hands of whatever or whatever. <laughs> like uh, he like his exclamations are ridiculous. He's like over the top and dramatic, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and it's very funny. And I don't know, I don't even know what that would look like on on TV or a movie or like how they would how they could have done that. If that could have, if that would have flown by uh, modern audiences or whatever, but I would have liked I, to I see think it. it would have. It just wouldn't have flown for how they built the MCU. Right. Right. Yeah. Very different tone right. from the rest of the MCU. Uh, okay. Uh, I will pick one. Uh, let's see. Uh, some people, some people signed their names that other people didn't. Reagan uh, from the Short Game Podcast here. I want to suggest a game there category for best short game or best game under ten hours. Love what you do. Happy holidays. Best game under 10 hours. Now, okay, I need to look at this. I'm looking at my list. What would be the one that's under 10? The best one under 10. You've got Norco. You've got... Immortality is not a 10-hour game. Immortality. Got the Quarry. The Quarry was maybe a little over 10, right? It was over it's 10 right for us. On the- right yeah it probably, it probably qualifies mm-hmm. um um i feel like a part a part of the the spirit of this question is like the the shortest uh packing of the punch and that probably actually is immortality like that game is is i mean the the arc of it can be longer or shorter depending on how you navigate or kind of luck into different beats of the the story and some of it is kind of controlled by how much interest you have in diving deeper but the immortality might be might be my answer uh for that that game is just short and wicked and interesting and 
really does not overstay its welcome uh, at Citizen all. Citizen Sleeper is six hours and how long to beat? Yeah, I beat it in yeah. eight in one sitting uh, when I played it. It's kind of like how exhaustive do you want to be once you've yeah. broke the economy curve um, um, and commit to an ending uh, in, in that case. But yeah, it definitely qualifies. I have two, I think. I feel like Norco feels like it's right on the edge there. No, Norco's only six hours. Really? Yes, Norco's okay. very short. It felt longer. In a good way. Like, it felt like there was a lot there for me. It know. does a lot of cool stylistic stuff in, yeah. the, in, the, in those six hours that makes it feel bigger than it is. But now it's about six hours long. I'm debating. Yeah, my, yeah, my playtime says 8.2. 8. So. It, yeah, I guess it also depends on uh, your how you read. Um, I'm debating between Hyper right. Demon, which is a game that can take three seconds. Uh, and if you play, <laughs> listen, if you play Hyper Demon... For 25 seconds, you will get what that game is, is doing. You will, you will that's understand. That's, exactly. that's, what, that's what I did. I played it for roughly 30 seconds to, to, to be able to talk about it with Ren on a podcast and mm-hmm. went, I'm good. Also, this is amazing. Yeah. But also, I'm good. And uh, <laughs> your mileage may vary. But yeah, it's either Hyper Demon for me or um, the other one that I was bouncing out with was Iron Lung. It's Iron Hyper Demon Lung, yeah. or Iron Lung because yeah, I was like, I look at Iron Lung answer. and I'm like, it it was it was an it's an less than an hour long and it was number five on my game of the year list. Like it's yeah. it's it's something else. That's, oh. a, that's a that's a really good one. How long was Neon White? Twenty five <laughs> hours. <laughs> hey, Connor, yeah, how I'm, much time did you spend on Neon White? Well, I, people are better than at me of moving on in that game like i i'm not i fucking break the average you know well, so like, you cannot be worse <laughs> you're also not saying if, the number if um you, my guess is you could beat that game in 10 hours if you were just mainlining it which is to say you're not worrying about getting the true ending which requires like getting all the presents and, and unlocking all the side stuff right if you're not worrying about time you're just like trying to complete the the the, air, the, the level um i did i did all the presents did you know got the whatever the i forget what the platinum you know like whatever that tier was like took a lot of extra effort and i'm my my steam says i was sitting at 27.8 uh nice finished that game um Um, i finished mission i didn't finish mission two there's 12 my time is 17.3 hours (laughs) she Kato, you <laughs> the notion that you brought up this query uh well, in the best game under people. 10 hours you, you're looking at best game under 100 hours um is is the category Here's you're the seeking thing. you could probably play this game for 10 hours and be be good i know depending. that's what i you you know Kato beat neon white in 10 hours challenge like a new stream series at at waypoint, and then when uh, they go over ten hours in a playthrough, they have to delete their save, start over. Oh and, my and see god! If they can pull it off again. That's good. That's good. Rob, anything come to mind? Like you don't really play short games. Well, no, I mean, like you know, it's it probably Citizen Sleeper or uh, Immortality. It's just the weird thing is neither of those felt. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you're like, oh, that was a short game. That's a cool short yeah. little game. Mm-hmm. Neither really quite felt like that, which is kind of a weird thing. It's like really dense. When, when I think of short games, it's like my all-timer short game is Adam Zombie Smasher. Like one of the like tightest, most enjoyable, like single session, like just like grabs you. It's totally hypnotic. 
and that feels like a dense but like short game you're like wow that was a lot of action excitement packed into like a small package uh yeah those games like don't quite feel short is the weird thing like uh, like uh, uh, clearly in this age of like probably a lot of overlong games mm-hmm. games that constrain themselves to like we're going to be under 10 hours we're going to do a whole thing in 10 hours like that is that's worth shouting out at which point i probably i probably say like yeah it's it's probably immortality uh for me but the the funny thing is they also don't particularly feel like short games to me is is the odd thing yeah i think i think that's i i, I definitely bo- both those that's why i had to kind of look it up it's like they don't I know I didn't play Immortality for 10 hours, but it felt like I played Immortality for 10 hours. I think because you can kind of get lost in a way that, uh, you know, in the same way that you're distorting sort of time through the gameplay, it as a result, it sort of distorts the time, you know, that it feels around you when you're actually playing it, which is cool. Uh, Rob, I think it's your turn. Let's see here. Um. Hmm. Well, this is ironic for me because I didn't really get get to have one of these. I'll play this over the break game of the year. <laughs> uh chain deckers. <laughs> I God damn it. Let's, let's presume another break. Let's Owned. like the, 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 another another holiday is about to occur to us, Rob. Like a two two weeks are coming up. What would be? I feel like your answer might be Marvel Marvel's Midnight Suns, <laughs> but, but uh, uh, if if you if you suddenly had two weeks in front of you, what 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 would you have spent your time? Mm. Um, I think I'd be like, it's time to get caught up on what old man uh, Kratos is up to and his kid. Nice. Like, Kratos, Kratos. Oh, my fa- is that a bread? Kratos, um, whatever. Fuck. <laughs> uh, it is like there's two of them now. I mean yep. to play both. Really, uh, kind of feel like I not not like I don't want to do Ragnarok without having played the first one. Nope. So just dig all the way in uh, on on the sort of uh, bonding mission that you're that you're on. They're both they're both very enjoyable. They're both very enjoyable games. I if I, I sounds like you my guess is you probably won't go on that adventure, but if you ever did, my guess is you would quite. It it has some like kind of Well, it feels like you vibes. need four fucking forevers now to like get caught up, right? Like that's the problem is yeah. like it does like it feels like if I started it now, I could make some decent progress and then like other stuff would come up this year and it'd be like, "Oh yeah, like I forgot what those two are up to now rob there is well i will say that game does a pretty good job of like catching you up on what you were doing when you were away like it's actually smarter than most games at recognizing the player might need a nudge uh about about context uh but <laughs> this game i remember i had hit uh i finished it over the break and there was a moment where the story has a lot of momentum and you're like all right like the pieces are lining up we are headed towards the end game you know, cracking my knuckles. I'm like, all right, I got like one day left before the the kids are going to be home. School's going to be out and my, my day is going to be a little more constrained despite, despite being off work. Uh, and then the way that game operates is frequently you're like kind of dropped into these kind of hub areas and 
you can kind of head straight to your objective or really you're supposed to kind of hang out and find these little uh, optional things and, and story beats off to, to the side. But each of those are kind of contained. Like yeah. they don't, they don't go very far. Um, you know, may, at most you're going to spend 20, 30 minutes and then it's off to the next little uh, marker. Uh, t- towards the very end of this game, you finish an area and then there is, uh, I forget what they call the specific type of quest, but the Ragnarok does a good job of like telling you, like doing a hierarchy to its side content where you can be like, look, nah, like I'm not a completionist. Don't need this for just like the XP. Um, and there are these favors, I think they're called. And those are like, hey, these are huge meaty side quests that are going to have satisfying fights and new areas to explore. They're optional, but you you won't feel as though your time has been been wasted. Um, and this one towards the end, Rob, it's 15 hours. It is a whole ass space. It is it is just enormous, has cool stories, unique areas. It is. I have to only like can only imagine like a crucial piece of story was lopped off of that and then it was turned into a piece of side content they didn't want to get fully get rid of. But I spent I then blasted past the, the remaining time I had with my kids at home because I didn't want to not once I was there, I was like, well, all this this is the good shit. Like I'm not leaving here, even though the game in, is like scratching at the back of your head being like, but also like the world is gonna end. You know, like any like you're cool, like don't worry about it, you're fine. But I mean it's a game where, like, it's already long. You're kind of feeling the momentum to finish it. And then it's like, I don't know. Like, maybe you want to solve this mystery over in this desert area for right. 15 hours. It's like, okay, I guess I'll do that. And it was delightful. I'm glad I did it. But uh, that is sort of the kind of game you're you're signing up for uh, in, in, in both of those in a, in a way that is can suck up a lot of your time, for sure. Yeah. Um... Let's see. For me, I managed to cross. You know what? Uh, I Midnight Suns is. I you know is probably going to be the game that I keep telling myself like I should probably because you did Callisto. I did Callisto. I did uh, Signalis. I did God of War. I don't think even if I did dedicated Callisto all that live time up to your was but was Callisto I, the guy. It has one of the worst. <laughs> it has one of the worst boss and bosses of all time. Just a truly dreadful all time. A, a, a slog of experience. Um. Uh. It's 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 truly bad, um, and I cannot fathom it on a normal difficulty setting. But uh, Rob, no, it. I don't know. I lean into that game by the end of it. Um, I that is a game that had I reviewed it, I think I would have gone kind of scorched earth on it. We were like, what are we doing here? And yet, yeah, when yeah. I when I played it, just kids are asleep, families asleep. Crack open a beer. It's like, <laughs> I love punching my meaty, gross boys. I do. I love hitting you over the head with a pipe. Like, this is great. Uh, do I think it's extremely cheap the way this game doesn't signal those, like, face hugger characters that just hit you off screen, knocking off a portion of your health shit. in a way that you can't predict? It's terrible. The game just signal that and allow you to, to dodge that in some way. But you know what? The ninth time it happened, I was like, you got me again, game. Like, <laughs> let's do it again. <laughs> well, and I, I was kind of, I was kind of into it by, I was, in, I was in its rhythms, like kind of just enjoying it as like a B game. Yeah. And, um, it's not, like camp has a very specific term. I don't, but it's like the closest I can kind of get to like 
it its intentions are different for what I enjoyed of it, but I kind of went along like I, once I found that groove, I was I was quite enjoying myself. Were you by the end, to I was buy like the extract deaths. Were you tempted to buy the DLC where like you get if it was the extra, well they like, do, they're doing a major they are doing a single player DLC and believe me I will purchase those extra deaths. Um, yeah, uh, don't need to send the code. I'm happy to send send my money along. Although put those people in the credits like that's bullshit. Like I saw that story about how they. Did not put everyone in the credits that worked on that game for for years on end. Mm. Um, but uh, gross. It's good. Uh, I. It's good. It's not. Is it good? No. Is it good? It's good. Um, and so, <laughs> um, so Min- I feel like it, the, the, what I want to say is Midnight Suns for this category. But the game that I keep scratching at and it's not working in short chunks in on my Steam Deck the way that I wanted to is Pentiment because I can't quite get play enough for that game to get any of its hooks in me and. It does feel like the kind of game that I would have needed to sit down and just play. Like the setting does nothing for me. Yeah. The writing does nothing for me. Not in a way that is meant to be, you know, derogatory. It's just it's like it's it's the kind of thing that I would need to get a couple hours into to fully immerse myself in the setting and where the arcs are going. And in its current form of my kids are watching two episodes of a show. I've got like 15, 20 minutes to look at this. Uh it's just not the ideal way to play it. And I, I wish that's the game. If I had another break in front of me, it's like, all right, I'm going to, I'm really going to set aside time, get in, get into this game. And uh, at the moment I'm, I don't really have a, a setting for that. Is there uh, anyone else, a, a game that, you know, give, give, if they were given a bunch of time in front of them, they would dig into it's okay if everyone has been converted to Marvel's Midnight Suns. I said Champion. <laughs> I stand by it. Champion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's that's a good answer. It's a long JRPG. I said. I said. I said. God damn it! Because uh, Ren stole my answer. Uh, mm. But this also, uh, if if we want a segue here, I have a segue for mm. one that is like sure. You're up because next you anyway. said because you said Pentiment. Um, Best game you swear you will get back to in 2023, but you know it's an empty promise. Yeah. <laughs> Which to me is going to unfortunately be Pentiment, mostly because I made the mistake of starting to play it with my partner. And so now I cannot continue without my partner. <laughs> and that's going to be like. Did you get divorced? We'll, we'll get back there. What? Did you get divorced? <laughs> no, I just mean like it's it's difficult to find time for the both of us to sit down and play a game because usually what we're doing is like watching stuff with dinner and like doing other like thing other things than play games. Like our yeah. dedicated time to sit and play games together, there's not a, a lot of that. So it's like, you know, I might finish Pentiment in like two years. <laughs> I'm not gonna finish it. I. I I is it the kind of game that you would have to bring up? Like, let's play some Pentiment, or would they bring up? I guess what I'm asking. No, it, is, it's it, it, I would have just to bring sort of you know. So you what you're saying so is you, just don't bring it up and just play yourself some Pentiment. Kind of no, because I feel bad because we already started it, and she's oh, invested. Hang on, hang on, hang on. She's invested in the in, she's in it invested already. in it, but she's not like invested in the like she's like let's let's Enough play to more ask. of that. We're busy. <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, it sounds like you can relieve yourself of this, of this emotional burden. I could, I could probably, unless you I, want, I, unless you I, want an excuse to not play it, no, which is fine. Yeah. Like, sometimes if you I, have to give yourself an excuse not to play a game that is highly. If playing. I ask her, she'll probably say like, "Yeah, 
we'll probably not end up playing it go ahead right but i don't want to because i would like mm. to share it with her and she's okay. she was into the like first hour and a half that we played um but it's just like usually we would watch tv because if we're eating dinner you're doing something with your hands anyways right and then mm. after that we're usually it's like one of us is doing an errand and someone else is doing whatever they want to do to relax and then we swap and then like there's just like not a lot of other like doing something media related together outside of the regular like we're watching a movie we're watching some tv but the moments when that does happen it will be pentiment and i'll you know that'll be like in a couple years i'll finish that game is that a game that uh because this is what I'm, i'm trying to figure out like how I can fit it into my life and make actual progress on it. Does it hurt to like pick up and play it in different chunks? It, like, it does might, it have? I don't know. Well, I'm, I guess Ren, I, I guess Ren and Rob would you a better answer. That is it really something you should just be sitting down and like going through? You're playing. It you're playing. Feels like it me. might be. <laughs> I need to remember who everyone is. Yeah, this is the thing I'm worried I guess about too. In a game that constantly <laughs> has a has a dedicated button to pull up like a glossary of who's who may suggest knowing the connections is is no. important. You can play it in piecemeal if you do it like a like a TV show you're watching like once a, like once once a day right if you yes. if you if you're like I'm right. gonna take a week but like where back at to the back end to... of the day mm-hmm. I sit down with my partner and we play an hour of Pentiment in like a normal media watching spot you will get through Pentiment you'll have a great time but if you're like ooh let me check back in on Pentiment three months later you're gonna be like wait, wait who who is Who's Pastor Eric? <laughs> which which weirdo peasant is this? That weirdo peasant. Which of the yeah. which of the shitty kids is this? The shitty kid who's also kind of an adult man with a child. <laughs> okay, so I can tell you something about that. Uh, never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> okay. The shitty that kid who is also an adult man with a child. Uh, if it feels like it's hard to connect, the like it's like, oh, which character is this? You, there is a reason for that. That's really fun. That's mm. really fun. Damn, I gotta go back to Penman. <laughs> uh Ren, did you want to pick a category? Unless you, and uh, also if you had an answer, if you if you uh, had an answer for the this category of game, you would play if you had more more time so, in front of you at the moment. So yeah. you get back to it in twenty twenty three, but no, it's an empty promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Chained Echoes. I'm not getting back to that shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Congrats to Chained Echoes. No. I hope you have a nice life. <laughs> Listen, Chained Echoes is going to be able to take home a lot of awards, and I feel like that'll be a, a solid consolation prize. You know, <laughs> they they got six Waypoint Game of the Year awards from Renata. Just don't look at the fine print. <laughs> Wait, what's going to become the Guinness World Records? We're just selling people uh, right. bespoke awards. <laughs> hey, you know what? 2023, my year of demon souls continues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really good. Pick up where you really left. Cross- where, did you, where did you leave off? Uh, it was like Quarry with some dudes who were fucking me up. The mine? The mine? Yeah. Were you going it in wasn't the order? Going well. Uh, I was running into. I just mean some issues. You fight, did you fight the did you fight that kind of the what's like kind of the mechanized spider is one of the early bosses there, right? Like the you like walked down the hallway and yeah, then yeah. I, I just mean you can you. technically skip around what worlds you're doing yeah. in that game. So I was like, are you did you like start at the the first one and then get 
stop at that Left second right. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm like pretty far along with Bulletaria. Pretty Oh man, I know what broke me. Hmm. Uh God, the um the swampy one where you just keep going down the endless cavern. Yeah, the best yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. The, fucking moment. the uh-huh. best one. I <laughs> I mean, that's a thing that you... It went uh, on forever. Ooh. It went on forever. So much swamp. And then mm. I just took a wrong turn and got swarmed by little, like, rat things. Yeah. And fucking died. Mm-hmm. And it was like... It was forever. It was forever. <laughs> it was Rob, like... Now, Rob, now try to imagine that, that... So that game, you know, is a very famous, infamous section from the original in which it ran... I mean... You're adding up the frames personally oh as you're God. like playing. Oh like it, no. it, it ran in the it ran in the teens. Oh no. I think is like uh, how that ran and uh, and just just imagine trying just, to do that broken. section. Because I was, also, I was it's going like there because unplayable. I was running into uh, the one with the with the skellies. I was uh-huh. like starting to get rocked by some of the things that weren't skellies there, uh, where there, there were some big boys. Mm-hmm. And then the quarry, I was just not like it felt like I was not really kitted out to deal with what was confronting me there. Um, did you was, do the Tower of Latria? Did you get far enough? To I did a lot of tower. That? Did a lot of tower. Okay. Um, okay. Weirdly enough, I I got along very very well with with tower. But yeah, so I was like, I'm going to try something else. And I started going down to the swamp uh, a lot. And that broke me um, because <laughs> I was like, I'm really on a good run here. I'm making a lot of progress in, in Swamp Town now. Uh, I'll bet I'm almost to uh, a boss and I'll, I'll get there. And I, I must have been close. I, I might have even like been seeing like the, the gate. Uh, like it might have been close enough to see that. But but I just like. If you got close enough to see the gate, you were close enough to open up the shortcut that. I don't remember how obvious the shortcut is. In uh, it kind of runs along the wall on the right-hand side, and then... Um, oh, my God. I don't, think it's, that fog gate I don't think it's very faster. obvious. Oh my God. I don't think it's obvious oh either. Because it's kind um, of a diversion off the, off the off the side, right? But like, it felt like it was like... Right. It was like 90 minutes of, like, painstaking, <laughs> like, tiptoeing through. Because, like, also, yeah. it's dark as hell. Yeah. Like, it's just... I have to keep making sure that, like, if I walk forward, I'm just going to, like, plummet to my death. So it best was video just, game experience under ten hours, Rob, going through the swamp <laughs> area in in, De- in Demon Soul. Anyway, this year I'm going back. I look. Time I permitting. would. I would happily. You know, what, Rob, just do what I do. Put on a Twitch stream. Daddy's like, day it's off. Time to, yeah, Rob. Daddy's day off. <laughs> Rob into in Demon Souls. I'd be I'd be happy to. You know that was, that that game was the Rob. I was convinced the these some of those PS5 fe- uh, features were like. The future of games. That one time that we had that stuff early, it was magical. Like, I, it was magical. Yeah, like I like you logged. You basically brought me into you know to watch your your oh, video yeah. stream so I could help you with a little a little section. I was like, this is amazing. I'm gonna do this all the time. Rob, it's the one and only time I ever <laughs> used that feature. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, and now you like press a little PlayStation <laughs> button or whatever, and it's like just the most random assortment of videos too that's suggesting. And so the whole idea the of like, it's, oh, it's going to find like useful things that are relevant to like what you are playing. And it's like the shittiest algorithm possible is just like suggesting trash. Yeah. It's like, hey, some random guy uh, like saved five seconds of gameplay from this section. Uh, <laughs> you want you want to watch his video? I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, um, well, we should probably take a break, right? Before we... Yeah. It's probably a good time for... Well, we'll take a break and we'll come back and do some more categories. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're back. Uh, Ren, I think it was, I think it was your turn. I think we got distracted on the, on the way to you picking a, a category. Best goblin mode game. Mm. Mm. Ren, what is your best goblin mode game? I think my best goblin mode game. Does <laughs> a goblin mode game is it one in which you this is a, is this is a positive? Do you feel good about yourself? You're like I'm. I need to go get entranced as the goblin, or is this other am, people it, looking at me, you and like, going? Hmm, to goblin. me, it's like I am in goblin mode. Yeah. Okay. And here's a game that will enhance that. Mm-hmm. So I had a couple of answers. I've been thinking about this this deeply because for a second I was almost like Hyper Demon, but Hyper Demon isn't goblin mode. Hyper Demon's like trance mode. Mm-hmm. And that's not and that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking to be a, a grimy little goblin and just eat, eating up my little goblin snacks. And I think I think for that, for being a little freak, when I'm feeling like a little freak, I boot up Cruelty Squad, which is not from this year, <laughs> but that is the game where I'm like, I would like to just do some weird shit for 15 minutes. I'll boot up 15 minutes of Cruelty Squad and go about my day. That is a strange, strange video game. Recently got the uh, grappling hook power where you use your intestines as grappling hooks. Yeah, yes. not I. that was one of my favorite games of last year that I played for less than an hour, but then just watched endless videos of. Um, I... Did not enjoy playing that game as much as was just entranced by what it was trying to do and then couldn't like stop watching videos of other people actually doing it. It's a it is a while. It is a game that like you can't fully understand how weird it is without at least playing it for a little bit. Um, the videos do not fully convey the experience of of reloading a gun with <laughs> moving your mouse up and down <laughs> in Cruelty Squad. <laughs> there is a mission in that game where uh you have to uh take out your landlord uh and then to do this mission i walked one room over took out my landlord Mm -hmm. uh broke open the window shot my guts at a wall and then used them to swing out of the map in less than about mm, 10 seconds i got an s rank on that mission by leaving it in 10 seconds and like every single map and mission in that game is like do you want to have to get around places really fast but in the freakiest worst way possible and i say yes i would i would love to it's so gross and that to me is goblin modi i I feel like uh to me goblin mode like i want I associate it with like a long, like this is long sessions. This is like 
you you actually have a day, an entire day of free time, where you're just gonna fucking comp- yeah go goblin mode. Fucking you're not moving from the couch. And to me, that that's like I would uh, what I would pick there is Elden Ring. I'm gonna sit down. I'm just gonna play Elden Ring for like eight hours and not move from the couch. Oh, and but by it's that so method, it's demanding. I, that, that doesn't matter. I'm still I'm still just like kind of yeah. wants to be demanded. That is, that is, <laughs> I'll never reach the end of this. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but just like, but I can like slam my head against a, a boss for like Wait. four hours and be like, fine. Cotto? This is fine. Yeah. What's up? Sorry. I hate, to, I don't want to be your therapist in this moment, hmm. but are we sure that Elden Ring is your favorite goblin game or your best game for a depressive mood? Hmm. Which well, is a different you know, category. It's a different uh, category on our list. <laughs> are, are those the same thing? <laughs> the, hey, they can, they, they, it what can is, be. What is goblin mode if not a depressive having a good one? Right, right. <laughs> having a good one. Oh my god, you're so, Rob, you're so fucking right. Holy shit. Yes, exactly. Wow. It's uh, these kind of insights that make Rob an excellent editor. <laughs> so for me. Uh, congratulations, Marvel Midnight Suns. Uh, last night, uh, at one point, my, my wife took me in as I was playing it, and she, and she asked, are you drinking a hot toddy with a martini and a pile of citrus and a brownie while you play this game? <laughs> oh, my God. Rob, and I was the like, picture yes. you have painted. Amazing. Yes, I am. Glorious. And it was it was a large martini. <laughs> non-standard, non-standard size. Oh, so we, we are feeling well enough to to do this again. I feel like that is a sign that Rob, while maybe still exhausted, is is feeling a little bit back. Like a little John Wick. The meme. citrus was medicinal. I was like, <laughs> gotta get my vitamins yeah. so I can be all mm. All healthy again. Vitamin C. <laughs> Robert, you describe yourself waking up this morning as present. Uh, well, this morning had other challenges. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. You know, like I would say, Goblin Mode did not did not presage a restorative night. Let us say. Mm. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got uh, but uh, if I'm if I'm taking that one, if I'm taking that one out of it. Uh, Before I got too sick, when I was like in that zone of like, I'm recovering from COVID and this is going to be over fast, but I just need to like really zone out and like dig into something. Dark Tide felt very gobliny to me. Mm. Uh, whereas like, I'm just going to run these missions and grind that currency to get loot uh, so I can buy different upgraded versions of the same guns. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Um, so that that was very much the the other sort of goblin mode experience for me was like. Reminded me a lot of uh, when I was laid up and I was playing a ton of like uh, Destiny. Uh, what was it, the Fallen King? The what Taken, Taken King. Taken King. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it reminded me a lot of that in terms of just like that mission was so good. I'm gonna run it like four more times today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I already gave my answer in Rob asking me about. The Callisto Protocol, which was I don't really get a chance to go Goblin Mode until that like couple of days I get where my holiday overlaps with my kids 
being away and and occupied and like the two and a half like the two and a half evenings that I all I could think about was like I can't wait till everyone goes fuck to sleep and I'm just gonna open the the biggest most high alcohol content beer I can and I'm just gonna eat some bash some squishy boys around for a couple of hours like I'm me just hootering and hollering on my desk beating the shit out of these gross creatures of the dark I that cannot, was me listener I cannot like stress enough there is a point in the game. There's a conceit that the Callisto Protocol has, which is that they started terraforming the moon. They gave up on it. And they were just left with all these fucking trees and logs. <laughs> and what are we going to do with them? Build enormous, colossal wood chippers mm-hmm. and plant them all around the space station mm-hmm. so like, that we be- can get rid of all this. It, I mean, <laughs> this game, like lots of games signpost what's about to happen right like you know yellow on the wall uh to to show where you're supposed to climb this game every time you entered an area and you just see big juicy grinders and it's like all right i know what you want me to do game and you know what (laughs) i want to do it i want to do it for you baby i want to throw this guy (laughs) up against these giant knives and just watch them explode also we so we had to we had to strip mine all those precious metals and rare earths Mm -hmm. uh so that we could appropriately have the mist of blood hang in the air and get perfect like volumetric lighting shining through it so that after you've thrown a half dozen dudes into the giant wood chipper with the fan blade attachment up above it uh the entire scene now is like sticky red where you can like feel little blood spackles Mm -hmm. like sticking to your face uh as you continue to to go on your adventure that's that game It's like, yes, video game, I know that you're very proud of this two-headed enemy design, and it's so cool to blow up one of their heads and then blow up the other head. And you know what? I was a little annoyed after the third appearance, but the fourth appearance, let's blow that out of again! Fuck this two-headed guy! I'm ready to rock! Um, (laughs) That's me and... You know, somehow I'm convincing myself that the Callisto Protocol shouldn't have been an honorable mention and should have been like the number three experience I had with a video game this year while also having been said, like, I don't know if it's that good, but uh, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes you just find a game. They're like six hours. Hope you like punching guys a lot. After that, you will never punch anyone ever again. It is the worst, most pointless. You're only you're only punching because you you enjoy the thrill of it, not (laughs) not because the game is demanding it. If you don't get into it and start punching dudes, there's less chance of you getting to see your character turned into ground beef before your eyes. It's true. It's true. It's true. And what else are we here for if not to watch? (laughs) My jaw ripped off at such exquisite detail that should be (laughs) potentially illegal. Um, I think that was everyone, right? I think everyone gave their their yeah. goblin mode game. Um, where does that put us? Kato, uh, is that? Is it back to me? We've oh. completely lost the track of yeah, things. Yeah, was there an the... order? I don't know. How many times have each of us gone? I've gone three times. I've, I've gone twice. Three times. I think we've gone three times. Yeah. Okay. Kato, you three times? Maybe. I lost Pick track. Kato, just go yeah, for yeah. it. Uh, 
I really thought Which, that song was going to get you somewhere. I thought so too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm curious, actually. I need to go back and listen and listen to our reaction to this. But best Rob reaction to an Armored Core trailer? Were there some particularly good lines in that? I'm, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Wasn't it just one big reaction? There was. It was. Yeah. I think that is that is just summing up. Yes, there <laughs> there are not multiple, but it was like it, it, it is clipped out. I put it on our our. Twitter account at one point, um, a little after the Game Awards. But yes, there is a specific moment where a certain type of gun comes out that Rob just slack-jawed. Yeah. Just fully converted <laughs> to becoming an Armored Core fan. Uh, I don't know, may six... never play a single one of those games, but became a fan anyway. In the yeah. sixth um, trailer? Yeah, yeah. Is it is it the, the spear cannon? Was it from that trailer or was it from a no? This was from sure a previous it was a trailer. One. It might have been a cinematic mm. uh, too, uh, but it was a. It wasn't necessarily gun. I think the thing that really caught my eye was uh, it was an air launched munition that uh, detached into multiple sub munition rockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That really, you know, that really fired me. A up. classic Aton Circus situation. Oh, right here. <laughs> right. See, I love the spy. I love a spike driver. There's there's nothing I love more on a big robot than a spike driver. Just take a, a big spike. Beautiful. Um, I I wonder if I t- if I tweak this slightly, if if people would have other thoughts, because I have one for for this best Rob reaction this year mm, to something. Sure, my yeah, favorite. I, ha- I have a favorite. <laughs> Uh, my favorite is Rob's reaction to Grandma's head getting blown off in the quarry, where, where everyone else in that fucking room goes, "Oh God!" and Rob screams like, "Fuck yes!" I forget exactly what you say, but you're so into it, and everyone else is like groaning, like, "Oh my God, what just happened?" It was beautiful. That's a good one. That's that is a good. That's a good pull. I I, I endorse. Uh, I, I heartily endorse that. I was so thrilled that the, at their purity of vision, they were like, "We're going to show you this woman's face get bisected with shotguns," yeah. <laughs> and they lingered over it. Yeah, it wasn't really like just pink mist, and we're not going to like talk about what happened here. No. It's like we're going to show you this guy cradling his wife's like head but they both had it coming. They both deserve yeah. this. So yeah. it's like, ha yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I got, I feel like I got, this was more of a, like a broader arc than a specific moment, but, um, every time we would, up, we get a new upgrade tier in Power Wash Simulator, um, <laughs> Rob would just be completely tickled by the new levels of pressure and angles that we could, like, every time we you realize how much faster you could clean a roof, you're like, oh my God, the, this is, this, the efficiencies here are, how, how did we live before this? I can't, I can't, I can't believe it. This is incredible. We got to get back to that game at some point. I wanted, I wanted to see the the second half of that. That was, but that, that was off. some of my favorite yeah. Rob moments was every time we realized we had enough money to buy new equipment in that game. Beautiful. I think there was there was there was some chaos gate moments where everything came together that felt that felt very good. There was some there was some tactical mastermind moments where I was like, yes, this is this is Rob's acne operating at 100 percent efficiency. <laughs> that is a, that that game generated a lot of like delightful moments that game that game understands its assignment perfectly and like truly revels. I remember when we had a really good plan and then we threw a grenade and it set half the fucking map on fire yeah 
We didn't see the fl- we didn't see the oil didn't that was all oil. around. That was a <laughs> quite literally coating every inch of the ground. See this, you know, this is game graphics have gotten too good. If we just like angled the camera differently, we would have seen a refl- like we we're supposed to see a sheen. If we had just angled the camera differently, we would have seen a beautiful sheen, and we would have known like that looks oily. But you know, from the wrong angle now, thing games are so lifelike it was just invisible. Um, I don't. I, I, there's one, one here that I thought was interesting. It was like quickest uninstall, which I feel like is maybe could also be just rephrased as like biggest disappointment of the year. A game that you were excited for that did not turn out the way that uh you wanted. I was trying to figure out which one would actually have been the most disappointing. Well, well Callisto Protocol might have been it, but it's just so wet. <laughs> so fucking wet. <laughs> Just, just a real Tarkovsky. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Well, we already said uh, Tarkovsky. Uh, Tarkovsky's Silent Hill, but now yeah. I want to see what it looks like when Tarkovsky and uh, Father Cronenberg, not Son Cronenberg, Father Cronenberg, are just like stuck in a room together for like a year, and someone's like, "You two fuckers have to co-direct a movie together." I want. I want to see what just awful macabre machinations re- result from that. A lot of dripping. Um. See, biggest disappointment. Um, going through the list of games that I, <clears throat> I mean, the one that I kind of it was earlier in the year, and it it it, it definitely uh, I I beat it, um, but mostly uh be, like begrudgingly um was Ghostwire Tokyo. Like mm. I really like that studio the evil within two is like one of my favorite kind of survival horror games or just like one of favorite games of the last 10 years and was really excited to see what that studio might do with a first person setting like had a really novel sort of like combat system and i i, I did not like almost anything that was going on in it like i, I mostly played it out of obligation because I like that studio and was just kind of holding out hope that kind of like Callisto Protocol or like I, f- I found my way into it, even if it's not what the game was presenting. Like I, I found my enjoyment in it. Um, I just never found that with Ghostwire Tokyo oh. and because it looks so out. funky. Yeah, it looks it looks so like the trailers were fantastic. And like the way that the kind of like whipping, like kind of like whip, like combat stuff that was going on, like the animations of the enemy, like it, Aesthetically, it still has a lot going for it. The aesthetics are really what got me through a lot of that game. But the actual act of playing it, the story it was telling, like kind of here nor there. Um, and and that that was kind of actively my 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 biggest disappointment for the year, or at least a pretty high ranking one. Um, anything else come to mind for for other folks? I wanted I wanted to like stray more than I did. You know, it was. It was nice. It was pretty. Did you play like, it all the way through? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it really kind of falls apart in the last third or or so. I thought like where where it kind of goes at the end. I was kind of eh. I, it's, yeah, I think it's, I, it, I was just almost there, and it's just like, but I don't know. What are yeah. we doing? <laughs> it's a cooler premise, cooler in premise than an execution, and very pretty to look at. Yes, but, kind of standing over that cat, being like, "Get your life together." <laughs> Una, what are you doing? <laughs> Man, quick 
Let's uninstall. <clears throat> um, so this isn't, it wasn't a bad game. I had a lot of fun with it. I had a lot more fun streaming it than I did playing it. And I mean, this is kind of the issue. F1 Manager 2022 was like sort of a circled oh, game on my calendar. Mm-hmm. And nice. outside of the context of streams, I didn't have a whole lot of fun with it. And <laughs> they basically said, we're done updating it. Goodbye. Peace out. Uh, while like, I'm still not sure it's a particularly amazing simulation of F1. So like that was a, it wasn't like the fastest. It was like the, it was like the, the biggest disappointment in that, like, I fully expected to be like all in on this game for like, I'm going to be F1 managing for like the next year. It's going to be awesome. And instead it was like, man, motorsport manager is really good. <laughs> and I'm interested now in seeing what their mod scene is like. Cause I feel like F1 manager oh. is not a robust enough, like team running simulation. And it's just right. humorless. That's the that's the other thing. Is like mm. there is enough goofiness in Motorsport Manager, and this is like something I like converted to. We need more fictional sports games. We mm. need like someone to make a not NFL like pro football, like the any given Sunday of management games, uh, and just like like let do the stuff that the license holders won't let you do, uh, mm-hmm. and make it ridiculous, like. like- like motorsport manager has so many weird kind of sorry Our, did you know that did you know that santo got married yeah isn't i that, missed it isn't completely. that all the bullshit that's why isn't that part of why he went rogue though he was having an affair and it got no, found no, no, out no, no. And no, then he, you, uh, no the guy we told to break up with his girlfriend yeah 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 uh he he ended up secretly getting married uh at some point uh mm-hmm. the other guy had the affair you, Mr. Oh. Rich kid. Rich but kid. like but this is kind of the weird thing. It's like you get fun little little narrative hooks in there where it's like you're never going to have Fernando Alonso show up in F1 Manager 2022 and be like, I don't know, should I like stay with my girlfriend boss? Like we've been together forever, but and that will never tie into this weird like fit of uh like god tier level driving yeah that will unfold that's just not going to happen <laughs> and so like motorsport like has both like the fun goofiness to it but then also it like will let you play around enough with like the essence of the sport uh to like do more management stuff whereas f manager is just like so focused narrowly on like managing races um and the the team management stuff all that is just there's no there's not a lot of personality to it and you don't actually have, to my way of thinking, enough latitude to make interesting management decisions. Like outside of like calling the race strategy, there's not a lot that's like cool to do in F1 Manager 2022. It's it's more it it's more of a, a, a straight sim of like sort of kind of but kind not of, right. Think about all those buildings that was just like this building will generate like five thousand dollars a a day in magic magic revenue, and I'm yeah. like, how? The weird thing is the economics at once were like more fantastical in Motorsport Manager, but also like kind of more grounded, where it was like no like investment, like most of these things are going to lose you money, right? That so you have to figure out how you're going to make it work, and like Evan Manager twenty two twenty two is just like save up to buy. 
money farm tier three and it will bring in and like it's real basic management game stuff like that so even there it's like it's it's kind of like dull but yeah so that's that's probably me it's it's not quite like a full nope turn around and leave but it was a i expected this to be like on my top 10 probably like toward the middle or upper half of it ended up being a game that i was like walking away from after like no time at all hmm did it sell poorly? Is that why the support was dropped as early as it has? Or no, I th- my suspicion is uh, it is so like it, Frontier has a lot of plates they're spinning right now. Like I mm-hmm. do know that they bought they they bought the Cascade folks, right? That's was that the one the studio to, they bought? Uh, um, I, I saw something about their sales being down. I might, I'm I'm remembering some sort of headline in my head, but I I might be wrong on that. But like there's there's a lot of plates they're spinning, but I think the other thing is like if it's F1 manager twenty twenty two, that does imply that like maybe the license oh, yeah. came. Frontier with like- share price dives forty percent following disappointing F1 manager twenty twenty two sales. The company's latest game underperformed during the key shopping season, as did its older games. Um so yeah, I guess might that that might have some yeah. something to, to But do then they also like yeah, and, and that's the thing, it's like I think the audience is there for that. I just don't think they effectively created something that's going to get people fired up uh, about that. Um, and and maybe, you know, they cut support because they're already moving on to we just need to focus on the 23 edition and uh, like try to write the ship. But yeah, but, you know, once you kind of like leave a management game in kind of a, a patchy state where like the the on field or on track action doesn't quite feel right, that also makes it it's going to be a harder pitch the next time around. Well, you say, I say that, but then again, Madden has fucked up errors every year, and everyone's <laughs> like, uh, "Man, I can't believe they they won't fix this." We really need to stop buying these games, and everyone just buys them. So who knows? Yeah. But uh, yeah, God, my kingdom for a a football one of these. Bring Rob. back I mean, I, front page sports. I mean, I know there's a they they, know, they make a, a football a, one of these football manager. You son of a bitch! Fuck you. <laughs> That's what it's called. Go lay down. This is, Ameri- this is America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and and I mean, yes, I would play one of those if it was a bunch of fictional things. But the, I mean, let's not pre- like pretend the license isn't part of the appeal, even if it would end up. But I'll say this, Patrick. You know what's more fun about mm-hmm. like if you make it fake, but it's like basically the real thing. Everything's just like the also the, can the mods just put, like modders will just fix it for you, right? Well, also, sort of situation. You can just say you can just say whatever you want. So like, you, imagine like <laughs> the shit you gotta happen to the fake Chicago Bears. Yeah, could be like outlandish, but also so true to the experience uh-huh. of being a Bears. Fan. <laughs> like there is no licensed version of a management game that could be anywhere near as fun as That's someone. True. I mean, again, who really I, I would, like, I would, t- I would take it. Like I know Madden has some like simmy stuff, like team management stuff. I've never really dug into it to see. You know, that that would that is something that we should you and I should investigate to see if that like what level of that would still be interesting. Although I think I think I saw a headline today of like Madden locking people out, Madden breaking people's franchise save data. Madden's in a in a bad state. I don't uh, yeah, I don't know uh, what's going on, but I saw somebody retweet this tweet just now actually. If Madden twenty three is a love letter to John Madden, they must have hated that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a <laughs> listen. <laughs> sports writer. I don't know if that was by a sports writer, but it has the energy of a sports writer. 
sports writers are built different than the rest of us. Sports writers have such a capacity for meanness that I think eludes every other kind of human being. It's, it's a marvelous try craft. To Im- try to imagine. I think this is specific to beat writers, especially. Yeah. But try to imagine, like being a beat writer for like like the Chicago Bears. Like you are going to spend tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of words writing about, talking about a team that fundamentally sucks and yet you are paid <laughs> and you're going to be clockwork cor- orange into watching them yeah you're going to yeah. go to yeah. a press room and stare at them be shit yeah. like just watch them be terrible for three hours every weekend plus the other time doing missing these. your family is because the, the sport is fundamentally scheduled to be like on hot on it is meant to be on new year's eve it is meant to be on Christmas, you know what I mean? Like, and you, on Thanksgiving, and your life is centered around breaking down what, what does this awful safety who won't be on the team next year mean to this three, three and eight team? <laughs> so beat writers are a specific breed of writer um, that I, I think leads to the kind of sharpness that you are you are talking about, Ren. Yeah. It's it's a it's a unique life that I <laughs> I well, you're sharp, and the tools get so sharp because you have to find different ways to talk about the same issues again and again and right. again. Yeah. And so, like, when you finally let yourself off the leash, when you're finally <laughs> like, let's actually talk about what's going on, like, chances are there's a ton of things that have already been, like, crossed out from, like, I can't say this in this interview. I can't <laughs> say this. And, like, now it's like, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Beautiful form. <sighs> Ren, did you have uh, a game that sort of qualified as a, you know, quickest uninstall slash disappointment? Game you were hoping for more from? Uh, there were a couple. Um, in terms of literal time, uh, there was a tactics game that released uh, that I uninstalled, and I checked my Steam records 39 minutes. Um, <laughs> pretty fast. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it was a Fire Emblem-like. Uh, it's called Lost Eidolons. It's probably fine. It just wasn't wasn't my thing. Um, sure. But my actual quickest, my the one that has the quickest uninstall in my heart is Gwent Rogue Mage. Um, I played in the first hour of playing that card game. I was like, I think this might be one of the worst card games I've ever played. Um, and then I, I disdained it. Uh, and then I uninstalled it three hours later after I'd written the piece about it and uh, streamed it with Kato. Um, I, that game infuriated me just from like a design standpoint. I look at it and I, and I see is it Gwent? Is this the Witcher one? This is Gwent Rogue Mage, the single player Gwent roguelike, which strips out every single mechanical thing of Gwent that is interesting. Well, I was, yeah, because I was, I was gonna, yeah, that, that was that was sort of my, you know, yeah. but I, 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 because my understanding was Gwent was, you know, if not like a revelation, but like was was well liked, like was a totally fine card game, right? Like especially when they spun it off, or, or am I off base there? No, they just like took out a lot of stuff, and also like the roguelike mechanics were really bad. It was mm. not like there was not build variation, and the build variation that was there was um, if you do some builds, the game just fucks you over without warning, and then it's just like, sorry, you're gonna lose because you did this build uh, that you built. You made this build really competently, but the boss over there is not into your whole shit. So later, dog. And it just, it was, it was I, in, in, an infuriating game. Um, mm-hmm. Extremely fast on install. Um, well, let's all pick one more. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw this one out here because I want Rob 
to do this, which is uh, best weird little guy in the margins in Pentiment, which I, I will I will <laughs> if you don't have an answer to that, if there's just a a best weird guy slash gal in Pentiment mm. that you could elaborate on. Please, I would love. Yeah, I would love to hear. I think there's like there's a lot of good marginalia in in Pentiment. Uh, like there's some goofy little like cats uh, that crop up there in in the margins. Um, <clears throat> gosh, I love them all so much. Just love <laughs> all those little fuckers. Are there um, any butt trumpets? <laughs> I don't remember if there are uh, butt trumpets. Uh, if, there, if there are, that's what that would be my pick. <laughs> I love a good butt trumpet. Uh, but yeah, I think in terms of uh, like goofy little characters that I that I really came to uh, adore, um, I absolutely love. Uh, oh, how do you say his name? Saint Robian. Okay, so basically, like the game opens in uh, like the fictional court of uh oh god what what is his name like uh king john magister john uh but one of the characters you meet is saint grobian who's not an actual saint but is like sort of the like he is a fictional patron saint of uh like dipshits basically he is the patron <laughs> saint of like comedians <laughs> And uh, so he is he is himself like he's always portrayed in, in like uh, as a bit of a caricature. And here he becomes one of your like he is the devil on your shoulder at various points in the early stage of the game. And I love him. Love him to pieces because also he gives really good advice. Like that's 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 the other fun part of him is uh, he gives you the advice that a uh, that an that an artist sometimes needs to hear is what I would say. Ah, hey, they, butt trumpet! They make a, they make a, they make a mug with little marginalia guys, specifically Pentiment. Like, oh, and the official Xbox website. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Wait. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Look this at this. Is, little, oh, I'm Look in. at this little frog guy. I love this little frog. Oh wait, this is great. What a great reference. <laughs> Are you being reminded of lots of little guys now? <laughs> oh, I forgot the, the rabbit with the battle axe. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's oh. great. Oh, man. That was the goat oh, man. that's like in a snail shell. I need a 15-ounce pentiment mug. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the little trading cards, too. Even Microsoft can't get stuff printed all the way up to the lip. No, no, no one can. <laughs> Let me look at these guys. I'm I'm gonna pull one from this cup. Oh, oh yeah, that I've got cards. it. Yeah, I've got it. There's an there's an there's an ibex on here. Who is? Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm, look at that guy. I am I am obs- <laughs> I am obsessed with yes, this guy. Yes, the smile, the the <laughs> smile with the little snaggle tooth. Oh, that's very good. Look at look at thriving, him. thriving. <laughs> oh, they they printed. Hold on, they have a whole blanket of these guys. 
They have uh, a blanket. A Wait, blanket. What? A fleece blanket. Sorry. Of- How many Wait. dollars, Cardo? <laughs> How many dollars, Ricardo Contreras? $45.99. That's not bad for something Oh, there's like no that. way that's a good blanket. No, but look no. at the little guys on it. There's a there's a fucking worm with like that's a really good feathered blanket. wings. There's a skeleton with a crown. There's a goat in a snail shell. So good. These are so good. Also, there's this weird diamond shaped. I just fucker. want to buy this for rent. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. What in the fuck is that? Oh. It's a sixty-five dollar Halo Infinite Sherpa blanket that has the cover to Halo Infinite with the giant logo on it. It's only fifty by sixty. And don't worry, Ren. If it, you're saying that's not big enough, it's not big enough. I, I just. I need a bigger Sherpa blanket, Patrick. Like, what if what if it's really cold and the heat goes out? Well, don't worry. You can also get this one, which is a nine a hundred dollar sixty by eighty Halo Sherpa blanket. Oh, that one's um, for lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what you could get up to under this Master Chief? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, incredible! How good cool would it have been I got if goal. Master in the in the Halo <laughs> TV show? If after the Master Chief sex scene, they had drawn that blanket over themselves. Sorry, Rob. Sorry, Rob. Rob. I I forgot that the Halo TV series came out this year. Sorry. I, that was this year? I feel like you just threw a flashbang into my, into my room when you reminded me that Master Chief had sex last year and that I wrote about it. May he, oh, I gotta go long to may he reign. Oh, I go to sleep. You can get hammocks. There is so much stuff you could buy in this gear store. Yeah. I am the Pentiment. Uh, the card, stuff looks good though. Shit. The the playing cards look cute, but they only show one card. They only show the the king. I want to see more of these illustrations. They look good. Show me more illustrations. Damn it. All right. Um. Uh oh. Oh, the playing cards. Yeah, yeah the yeah. playing cards look good. Yeah. Uh, Rob, do you want to pick a final category? Or are you still just searching through the Xbox.com? <laughs> looking at the Age of Empires holiday sweater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Oh, no. What have we done? <laughs> He's gone. Wait, let me see. Let me see if there's any there. If there is quite literally any drip on this website. Yo. The Age of Empires ugly sweater. The Age sweater. of Empires holiday sweater is really good. <laughs> This is, oh, oh my god, the my villager god. glass. The villager glass. The fucking villager glass. <laughs> this villager I mean, Rob, is this is so fucking this is, this is timeless. beefed up. Oh, those glasses are great. <laughs> Patrick, like, imagine you've, you've just come in from toiling in your yard like a, like a, a Bronze Age peasant. And now you need your hearty ale. This isn't bad. I, okay, you know what? Xbox website, I'll give you this one article of clothing. There is copy, link, address, paste, paste, Christ. There's a nylon zip windbreaker that is that is honestly not bad. Yeah, that's okay. This is this is like a totally fine uh, stealing from techwear uh, garment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 honestly kind of impressed. Um, good job, Xbox. You made uh, an article of clothing that I don't hate looking at. 
there's three pages of Age of Empires merch. What the fuck? <laughs> Rob, <laughs> Why? Rob furiously filing his taxes, I, hoping he gets a return shit. that he can spend on. Oh my god. You know, shout out to them making merch for games like As Dusk Falls. You know? Why, why this not, is I incredible. guess? incredible. This is incredible. Win a con. Let him cook. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, okay. Categories. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. gonna put you're gonna put this tempting store out of out of mind. <laughs> what's what's your final category, Rob? Hmm. Top gameplay loop of the year. Hmm. Congrats to Marvel's Midnight Sun. <laughs> you play one tiny little mission, and then you go high. You go hang with your boys for like upwards of an hour. And then everyone's like, man, time clock's running out over planet Earth. We better save this world. And you do another 15-minute mission. And it's 90 more minutes of just straight hanging. I like this vision version of Mar- Marvel's Midnight Suns where they're pushing back the clock on the end of the world as little as they can. You know, like oh, yeah. we're, we're talking minimum, minimum viable apocalypse clock. Don't overdo it, gang. Like we did our mission. Like three of us went out there and fought Hydra for like 20 minutes today. And now we need to recenter ourselves. It's time for yoga. It's time for for crafting. It's like they're superheroing <laughs> on a nine to five schedule, but then after that, you know, we're no, we're, we're it's, clocked no, out. It's, it's like not a, a nine it's, to it's five. It's like a it's like it's a four day work week. Yeah, and it's like three hours of work a day. No, yeah. they're doing executives nine to fives. What are we talking about? No, 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 no. And then breaking for the martini uh, lunch and just never coming back. Um, Doctor Strange really loves to send everyone emails about how his vacation went. Uh, at inopportune times. <laughs> Doctor Strange, my second home uh, is <laughs> in complete disarray recently. <laughs> uh, let's see. Best I, gameplay loop. I think. Yeah. I think my my favorite is uh, Citizen Sleeper as a as nice. a loop for how integrated it is into that narrative nice. yeah, as yeah. the loop itself you know i i think that's a really wow really the opposite one. of midnight this is, suns yeah this is the yeah. based version of midnight suns yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i do want to go hang out with my with my buddy who's making me some uh mushroom whatever <laughs> listen to a story yeah i got to fix my friend's boiler like tomorrow <laughs> to- sorry but we're going to talk it'll be fine It'd be nice. She's so sweet. Yeah. She's so sweet. Go from bartender to boiler mechanic, and then she's like, listen, if you ever need to use my kitchen, just come on over. Just come on It's fine. Don't worry about it. And then you're like, oh, wow. The relationships we build with other people really do affect our material conditions. That's beautiful. Wow. Thank you, Citizen Sleeper. We're all sane. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For me... Uh, it this is so it's Elden Ring in the sense of a lot of the joy that I got out of that game, especially before I converted to like playing it on stream where I didn't have to worry about the time I was spending with it was I loved that the game had usually when they play these games like I got to sit down like this is not a game I can play for 15, 20 minutes. I'm not going to accomplish anything. 
And Elden Ring keeps all the good stuff from these types of games, but also says, yo, if you just got 30 minutes, like we got tons of dungeons that you can just kind of goof around in. Um, if you've got a little, if you, if you need what you got four hours. Okay. Well, we got a huge legacy dungeon that you're going to spend that entire time doing. And I, I really liked the fact that I could like mark on the map if I didn't, you know, like, okay, here's a little dungeon that I can split off to. And it's like, Hey, I only got 30 minutes before bed. I could jump in. I could do that and still get these like sensation and joy that I get out of uh, a souls game while accomplishing a task. And that was one of the great sort of like loops I had with that game was being able to have like small, medium, large chunks of fun. Um, And that's, that's difficult to do in previous iterations of the games that required an afternoon to feel like you would, you really accomplish something. I think Ren was the, did you have one? Oh yeah. I said hyper demon. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, that's right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, Easy. Also, you have a little shout out though to chaos gate demon hunters. Again, like a lot of good, like hanging with cool characters uh, in between missions, uh, investing your resources in cool things. Uh, and then going and having a kick-ass mission, like yeah. simple, but oldie but goodie uh, for the old tactics game. Who's left? Uh, I think Ren and Kato. I think you both have to pick a category. And then I think we're good. Kato, you go. I, know, I, I think I know what a good last one would be thematically. It'll be a good segue. What if I accidentally pick it, though? I trust you. Ooh, well, that's, dr- that's dramatic tension, baby. <laughs> I trust Kato, I trust you. Uh... That's... Kind of already did that. <laughs> a game that felt specifically made for you and no one else or the Sickles Eye JPEG Award is a good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, but I think I think I need. Does anyone have a like quick one that came to mind? Because I think I need a a second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to actually think of what mine would be. Oh, have people planned the pick they're going to do before asking the question? No, no. Okay, because no. I've been, I've been, I've been doing it on the fly. No. Um. It. So. I don't. Just, do we think the spirit of this category is that it has to be a game that is like relatively unpopular, or it's just a game that specifically spoke to you? I think it specifically spoke to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because then it would be like the quarry, like. My kingdom for the fact that we now exist in a world yeah. where we have a studio that is just making interactive versions of movies that I adore and are like, look, I already spend my time watching shitty slasher movies with questionable logic and mm-hmm. characters with strange motivations played by character actors. Now I can also do that in my video games <laughs> and other people. And they're, part of the reason it's like, Sicko mode for me is it's what I love about it is that I think these games when done right are also showing people why I like these things and it may not motivate them to want to spend time their own time investigating that as like their own genre fiction. They want to spend, you know, what, what is interesting about Friday the 13th part five, the final chapter? Um, no, but uh, I, I like that the quarry and 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 until dawn. And the and the and these other series that uh, Supermassive is is developing and working on, uh, they do feel made for me. But also, what's beautiful about that is I think it's they're the way they're made is that they're also give other people a window 
into those experiences and those stories through the format um, and the storytelling they're doing. And that brings me that brings me tremendous joy. And I, I hope those games continue to sell and they are able to just keep doing that um, because, look, I kind of thought that's what Blooper Team was going to be. And hmm, hmm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like love a studio that can make money off of horror um, and have the budget to make it look really cool, too. I love indie horror as well, right? Iron Lung, one of my favorite games, but there's joy in the budget and mm-hmm. the spectacle as well that money can provide. And I'm 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 hopeful that Supermassive will get a chance to to keep doing that. If the Activision Blizzard deal falls through, Microsoft, just take that money, buy Supermassive. Like you're good to go. <laughs> like problem problem solved, content created. Um I think the one that I've followed. I think the one that I, that happened this year, because I thought I one came to mind. Then I was like, wait, no, that was last year, which was Inscription. But this year it would be Last Call BBS. Yeah, Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. I keep going back to that game too because it has those bite-sized things of like I'm gonna play for like ten minutes. I'm gonna see if I can make any more progress on one of these <laughs> weird coding machines that I I'm still building to this day. Um, I think it's my most frequently revisited game. I think of the of the last year, because I can like pick it up for like a tiny amount of time randomly. Um, but also like yeah, Zectronics games make my brain go in a good way. <laughs> so this is not a uh, game from 2022, but I got onto it in 2022. Uh, and also, I would say a lot of it got patched and being pretty damn good in 2022. Uh, Grand Tacticians of War, which I streamed a couple mm. times, but mm. this is the like most sickos mode. Like <laughs> <clears throat> when I wrote about it, it was basically like, this is not a game that should work. It's going to be like, do you love all the minutiae of Civil War shit? Do you love every aspect of like the the history and the strategy here? Uh, the The ridiculousness of some of the figures who crop up there, the uh the naughtiness of like the strategic problems that the that both sides were facing uh and also do you just love the weird possibility for personalization that comes with the fact like the fact that like notable brigades got like reputations and like name it's like special names given to them in the civil war you can do that here too and it turns out that's a lot of fun i really like that where it's like i'm gonna create like my custom army and like put my guys in charge of it it's just gonna be perfect uh, it is, it barely holds together in a lot of ways, but at the same time, it holds together better than you'd think. Uh, and yeah, it's just like, it is the most maximalist, like Civil War nerd game you could possibly make. And it ends up like completely clicking with me. So that, that, that is it for me. I think mine has to be, uh, this was the year of the Dwarf Fortress becoming the Dwarf Fortress Liker. Which is, I think, the most predictable possible thing for for me <laughs> to have become, uh, and so you know, I played forty hours of that game in like two weeks. Uh, it was it was dangerous, <laughs> um, and so it has to be Dwarf Fortress for me, where I entered my truest sickos mode. I know what my twenty twenty three sickos mode game is already, and I'm very excited about that. We'll, oh, we'll hold that do? for a later date. Oh, oh wow, I'll tease that no you- one will remember. <laughs> no one no one will remember it but i know i know very firmly what my sickos game of 2023 is what do you have to say what is what you're you're predicting you're predicting a sicko mode ahead of the sicko mode 
Or are you, you under embargo? Like, you're just like... I'm embargoed on my sicko mode. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were projecting. No. That's maybe not a bad idea. We should... Can we project out our sicko mode for 2023? I would have said... If you want to look at a schedule. Yeah, I would have said games. it, though. I would have said it. Mm. If I hadn't been under embargo, I would have said it would have been my sickos oh, mode. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Oh, that, okay. Oh, Patrick? Okay. Patrick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. I, okay. Yeah. All right. I should have put that together. <laughs> it's like, I gave you that. I was like, okay. Oh, all right. It'll all make. You were correct. The audience, it will make sense <laughs> soon enough. <laughs> correct. God. What is it? What could it be? I'll, t- I'll, I'll text you. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell yeah. you after the show. Um, I thought it would be fun if our final category was. What is your fuck capitalism go home game of the year? Hmm. There's a lot of good options this yeah. year. Yeah. It could be a fuck capitalism game. It could be a go home game. What does a go home game entail? A go home game to me is just like, I mean, that is your like, this is the game I vibe with, right? This is my. Mm. I don't want to deal with work right now. You know, that is, this is, I'm going home. No, I'm going home. Or, it's not goblin mode. No. It's, it's, it's different than that. It's like when people right. say the football thing is, it's coming home or whatever. You're going home. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I feel like, and Rob, you can tell me if I'm wrong. Like, like GT7 would be a go home game for Rob. Mm-hmm. That's a go home game. Yeah, it's not, not a goblin mode. mode. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think I think given that it was at the top of my rankings during the podcast, Norco just fits too well thematically yeah. for the fuck mm-hmm. capitalism bit. So it's absolutely yeah. Mind citizen sleeper. You say fuck capitalism and you don't just go home, you make a make home. hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I can I can give two answers. I think Norco is probably my fuck capitalism. And then my go home was probably uh power wash simulator. Like yeah. the post, like it's just yo. You want to spend three hours just talking and just slowly cleaning yeah. a digital roof arbitrarily? <laughs> yeah, but then also sometimes getting like a little mad at this car. Like, where the fuck is that last spot? Like, I'm blasting <laughs> the shit out of this car. Clean this tire. Uh, and yeah, that's I think those that those are my my answers in tandem, Rob. Yeah, I was th- I, like, I was thinking Power Rush Simulator might be it because it is such a, uh, you know what? Let's just l- guys being dudes. Like, let's get let's get out there and power. It's very wash much Robin Patrick's dude dudes rock of uh, of twenty twenty two. Listen, the highest moral value is dudes hanging out. Yeah, Every, everything else kind of descends from dudes hanging. Does this facilitate dudes hanging out? And capitalism does not. It, it did not, for a while. No, it, no. There was there was a point where they they dovetailed, and like there were like the it, like different ways of dudes hanging out mm-hmm. existed under capitalism, mm-hmm. but now they now they're at odds. Yeah, and it's just got to go. That's what that's what Marx was talking about in the dialectic. <laughs> different stages what? of dudes' ability to hang out. Yeah. Capitalism will seek new markets to find new dudes to hang out with. <laughs> Creating new configurations of dudes every day. 
Have you have you seen the? I think it's a TikTok of the. It's like it's a uh, it's on a beach. It's dark and someone there's a bunch of dudes with their heads in the sand singing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. incredible. <laughs> Those tr- true 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 bro love behavior. Uh, dudes do rock at times. See, that's that's how I know my whole shit is that like I was I never had dudes hanging out energy. You know, I had gals being pals energy, but never dudes mm. hanging out. You know, like I could I could see it and be like, yeah, or I could be like, yeah, I can, I can hang out. But it's never I couldn't put my head in the sand and sing a song. <laughs> you know, I can't sing the Halo theme in a background in a bathroom. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's also a good one. That is also uh, a good one. Love it when a dude hangs out. Uh, you can't do smash we, uh, the back of your buddy with a chair in the weird back. I was thinking about. I was thinking about the give us a kiss. Yeah, I don't know. Give I don't know if that one's dudes hanging. I think about that one a lot. I don't know if that counts. You know, that one's. It's a lot of things. It is dudes hanging out. It's also so much more. Mm. I, that's pretty that's, much that's a wrap, a, right? That's a show. All right, that's a show. podcast. And that is a wrap on uh, 2022 Game of the Year stuff. If you want more from Waypoint, you can follow us on Twitter at Waypoint, Facebook, and YouTube, Waypoint Vice. You can follow me on Twitter at Rob Zachney. Uh, Kato, where can people follow you? At A underscore Kato underscore appears. Patrick. At Patrick Klopik. Ren. At Renner Raven. And Rob didn't fumble saying 2022 at the beginning of the show. He was right. This is our last podcast of the 2022 mm-hmm. game of the year. Mm-hmm. So really, Rob, you, you were correct oh, all along. Wow. I, I, I love to, I'd love to be retroactively vindicated. Thank you, Ren. <laughs> uh, you can also check out what we published on waypoint.vice.com. Be sure and check out Ren's write-up of the D&D situation that we discussed on Tuesday. And hey, thanks to Waypoint Plus, we've been able to have a bunch of fun streams lately. Uh, yesterday, uh, I, with the help of our audience and Patrick and Kato, delve deeply into the mystery of, so what's that coffee cake I remember from my childhood and and, and where can I find recipes for it? Uh, and of course, uh, again, if you're quick on the trigger here, Ren and Kato might be streaming Dwarf Fortress right now as yeah. you listen to this. Uh, and you should go on, get on in there. Hey, go, go, go join out. the Dwarf Hole. It'll in. be a cool time. I'm sure nothing uh, will go wrong. Hop on in this dwarven four-door sedan, get in the back, and let's get going. But if you missed it, there will be a VOD. And so <laughs> it's like, and so you can sort of sit there and watch the chat happen and people interact with the chat and pretend you're there. Just have an entire parasocial journey uh, with, the, with the VOD, <laughs> as, as we all do. Uh, anyway, if that, sounds, uh, if that sounds good. Oh, wait, I forgot. And I think our Waypoint Plus listeners get to hear us talking about nostalgia uh, this week. And if you haven't heard that, well, we'll join the main feed soon. But are you kind of curious about nostalgia and how we all reacted to it? Well, you can find out uh, by going to waypointplus.com and subscribing. That gives you access to our premium feed and takes these hateful ads out Mm. of your podcast. (laughs) We're trying to find the most hateful ads we can this year. <laughs> oh my god. We don't we don't pick them. We don't pick them. <laughs> Red's kidding. We don't pick them. It's a joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. No! <laughs> 
Anyway, our, <laughs> if you want to go beyond showing support for uh, Waypoint, but act, graduate to zeal, uh, go to waypointgeneralstore.com and Rob buy can finally watch wrestling. Waypoint merch. <laughs> our theme music is by Bowen. The track is Miss You off the AP Pal Machine. Uh-huh. Learn more at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Uh, for now, we are calling time on this week. We will talk to you again not on Tuesday because Monday is off. We're going to be on holiday. Uh, and for those of you who have the day off, uh, we hope you have a good a good Martin Luther King break. Uh, we'll be back on, well, we'll certainly be back on Friday uh, with an episode of Waypoint Radio. We, sh- we should probably... Um, Maybe a little sports pod. I think sports has got to come back. A little, a little, sp- um, little sports time? All right. Uh, so, again, people will... Uh, Waypoint Plus listeners will hear a little sports pod uh, in their feed come Wednesday and uh, it will be in the feed for everyone on the following weekend uh, mm-hmm. for, for, for absolutely everyone uh, until then fuck capitalism go home When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.